almost blurs. It's your girl Dove Cat. I'm your girl Dove Cat. Dove Cat almost blurs. So it's your boy JB. JB almost blurs. And this is almost blurs. Hello, it's me. I don't know what else to say because I'm never prepared to start this show off ever. Even when I know it's my turn, I still I don't I don't really know. I don't. But welcome back to another episode of Almost Blurs. It is your girl Dove Cat. Mm-hmm. That's D O V E K A T. Okay, so don't be trying to speak to me and you put that C in there. It's not the same. Anyway, mm. that mm-hmm <laughs> that you hear. Who is you? Who is you? Oh, oh. this this slightly underwear the voice that you hear right now is JB. I could be talking for the quiet storm. I was thinking quiet storm. Yeah. And I for Kiss 102 FM. You remember when they used to do that back out? Like, and then one day it just suddenly stopped and it was like rap music still being played. Just like, I don't know if they still do it now, but I remember back in the day on Sundays, they played gospel music all the way up until about noon and then it flipped over. Then one day I went there and I swear it was like not gospel. And I'm like, wait a minute. So y'all just not giving Jesus his time today? <laughs> That's what, what y'all do? Inspiration. Across the nation. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do it. I don't, maybe they, I don't, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been to Kinston on a Sunday listening to the mm-hmm. radio. Right. Um, but I do think they do gospel until a certain time. I know they still, mm-hmm. they do it in, um, up here in the Raleigh Durham area. They do it. Um, but you are right. I remember the quiet storm, but now you have to listen to like, they don't do it on Kids 102 anymore because it's like, what's is it? 102. I, I, I know in Raleigh. I think one. Yes, I'll say one hundred four point three or something like that. Uh huh. And one hundred seven. <laughs> and because I'm old and I still listen to Foxy, I you know I kind of go between my old and my new stuff because you know I do like to get ratchet a little bit, you know. And mm. I on Foxy, I have been through the quiet storm with Key Sweat when it changed to I'll Be Sure, and now it's at Ralph Tresvant of New Edition talking all low and sexy on the mic like this. I'm like, y'all shut up. <laughs> Stupid. Oh. But do you have any advice for our listeners this week? <clears throat> if I could tell y'all anything is um, if you have the time, do stuff in advance and don't wait till the last minute to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I would say. Cause I, today I have been really going by like by the seat of my pants and the majority of it is my fault. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's, that's what I would leave you with. Any advice that you have before we go on to the icebreaker? Um, that would be, I made a Facebook status. I'll just read that. I saw that. that it says, please stop around. taking, yep. Please stop taking the whole, my friends and I don't talk all the time, but when we do, it's like, we never skip the beat thing for granted because you may not always have that time. So love on your friends now. You'd much rather talk to them now than only through prayer. So quick bit of transparency. Austin friend yesterday. I almost did not record today, but I felt like this would be a good way to escape that because just sitting i'm one of those people if i don't have something to do all that leaves is for my mind to think Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like the universe knew that i was in a place because like i have this little inspiration app on my phone it sent me a message saying something like it is okay lewis not to be okay because it personalizes put your name in there and then I went on Instagram and I followed two people from Married at First Sight. It's, um, what is her first name? I can't remember. Her name is B. Lyles and her husband's name is Vincent. <clears throat> He's Dominican. 
they have a kid. And just like most people on um, Married at First Sight, they start using their platform from the show to spin up deals, get sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. And he did a pose where he and his family were foodies and they're going to get something to eat. And they happened to go to O'Charlie's. And for anyone else, that post would have been nothing. It would have meant nothing to them. But for me, my friend that passed away, he and I used to go to O'Charlie's every Friday, every Friday, so much so that they knew us by name. They went ahead and gave us extra rolls when we got there. Sometimes they already knew our orders, but we went every Friday and I have not seen a post or anything about O'Charlie's in years. So for it to just randomly pop up, and it was the very first post when I refreshed my Instagram, it was just like, I don't know, it's just been an interesting day. <clears throat> so love on your friends. And if you have friendships that could be repaired, repair them. You don't want to not do that if you can. Now, I was very careful my choice of words there. I said friendships that can be repaired. They don't mean you go running out there trying to repair a friendship with somebody who's trash. If they trash, they trash. They're going to be trash. They, and until they make the conscious decision to not be trash, that's all they're going to be. You don't need them people in your life. But if it's an actual genuinely good person like Brandon was, then repair things. He and I didn't have a bet. We never fell out or anything. We just kind of lost touch over the years because I moved away. He was still in Raleigh, stuff like that. But everyone I've told that knew him personally, especially during the time that I was close friends with him, they've all said he was always so sweet. He was always so nice. He was just a really genuinely good person who just wanted to be good for the people around him. But I think that could have been his downfall, trying to be everything for everyone, but not enough for yourself. So take care of yourself too. Oh, I I so. just like to say that um, I am a firm believer in our loved ones still kind of being around and kind of loving up on us when we need it. And I'm sure that your friend is, um, if what, you know, what we were talking about prior to recording, you know, that he's, he's feeling better and, and surrounding y'all, trying to lift y'all up. So I'm so sorry for your lost friend. Death is is never easy. And um, this is like my first real one. Like like some, especially someone who was a friend. I've never lost a friend before. Everyone else, this is gonna sound terrible, but everyone else I've known that has passed, it was kind of like daytime. Like they were old. Okay. <laughs> they have lived a long, fruitful life, but he didn't make it to. See, 36. He turned 36 this year. So, but with that, moving right along, <laughs> up out of that funk, my bad, y'all. Trigger warning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, I was, yeah, I didn't, didn't even think about it. So, if anyone was triggered by that, I sincerely apologize. It just came out. So, <laughs> yeah. So with that, do you have anything that you've been looking at on these internet streets in the last week or so? Yes. <clears throat> okay. But so this is this is actually fairly new, but it definitely shot up to my list of some, like some of the things that we have been discussing um, or I have been talking about with my friends and stuff. But um, have you heard about that submarine that they can't find? Mm-mm. Okay. So this is recently, probably within the last couple of days, there was a charter company 
who does excursions and stuff um, in the water. And one of the excursions you can pay for is a tour. They take you down to the Titanic. So they basically, first of all, can I just say that in all my years of learning about the Titanic, first of all, I didn't know that it was in the, it was so close to the U.S. Oh, when it went down? I didn't either. It's basically, you can you can get to it from Massachusetts. Oh, so this was really close. Yes. So for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was like in Europe, but like majority of the people were American. Anyways, not the point. Point of the matter mm-hmm. is, is that you can pay. Okay. This this Okay. So you can take a tour. It's like a, is it up to 10 hours? I don't know how long the tour is. That's not important. What's important is that you can go down there and you can see the Titanic from a submarine. Now, if pe- people don't know, is that the Titanic is about 12,500 feet into at the bottom of the ocean. So this is a long trip it's down. a long way down. And basically, you could go and for the small fee of 250000 you too can take a tour of the Titanic. Oh, so these are just rich people doing this. Now... These people have more money than sink <laughs> because ain't no way in this world I'm paying. First of all, I'm paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars for anything other than a a house, right? Um, but any either way, two hundred fifty thousand. You can go down in the submarine. It's it can fit up to five people, and you go and you tour it. Now they have about ninety six hours worth of life support on this submarine, right? Mm-hmm. Now. They cannot find this submarine. It is missing. Wow. So what has really been interesting to me has been people talking about <laughs> um, this submarine going missing in search of the Titanic. And I can tell you one thing right now, my God today, that my black ass don't need to go down 12,000 feet to see the Titanic. There are plenty of pictures on the internet for me to look at and peruse. I don't even want to see a picture. I'm going to just watch the movie because at least I know it ain't real. That, okay? Uh I just can't believe that people, and one of the people that they're talking about is this British billionaire who is on that boat (laughs) or on the submarine and and has been missing for a couple of days. So they're saying that there's a couple of, well, three things they're thinking that happened to them. One, maybe something happened and they had to go back up to the surface and that they just kind of popped up somewhere that they can't find them. That's best case scenario. Um, They're saying, or they could still be kind of stuck down there and can't get up. Um, They have 96 hours of life support, um, which is, I guess, a couple days. And they might be good down there for that long until they die. Right? Worst case scenario is that the submarine imploded because the pressure was too great. Mm. Now, this man who owns the the company, (laughs) who was also on the submarine, has done this a couple times since 2021. So this is still a fairly new business. It's fairly new, but he's had, they said that he's had two successful trips, one in 2021, one in 2022. And basically- That's not enough. No, and basically he offers it like once a year. You pay your two hundred and fifty thousand, and you can go. <laughs> and I was talking to my friends about it earlier, and I was just like, first of all, give me two hundred fifty thousand dollars if you want to spend it on something stupid. That's number one. And then number two, these people just paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to die. But Oof. if they had survived, I mean, you paid two hundred fifty thousand what to say what that you saw the Titanic up close and personal? That's wild to me. <clears throat> yeah, I I just saw that they. The, the company's called Ocean Gate Expeditions. They yep. released a statement today at 229. 
four bulleted items. <clears throat> One, we are exploring and mobilizing all options to bring the crew back safely. Two, our entire focus is on the crew members in the sub submersible and their families. Three, we are deeply thankful for the extensive assistance we have received from several government agencies and deep sea companies in our efforts to reestablish contact with the submersible. And four, we are working towards the safe return of the crew. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> there, okay. In my mind, I think crew members, I think the people who are working on the thing, is that inclusive of people who are just on the boat? Two? Well, the submarine can only well submersible can only hold five people. Oh, okay. One of them. Oh my god, that means it's so. It got. To, it can't be that. Everything about this is terrifying to me. I also, you know, I'm definitely terrified of deep bodies of water. Nothing about this is appealing to me. There's nothing in me that would have ever said, "Oh my gosh, I really would like to see." I don't care about the Titanic up close and personal. I don't care about anything in the water. <clears throat> like the only water I care about is the one that's coming out of the drain or the one that's in the bottle that I drink. I don't care about this other stuff. Nothing about this is appealing. I really do hope that they find these people, but I hope that they go ahead and ax this entire thing. It does not need to be happening. I can see this company being sued by the families of the people who've died. And I'm sure there'll be multiple reasons why they're going to win. <laughs> Unless they signed a waiver. <clears throat> Yeah, but even if it's the waiver, but you are signing your life saying you could die, but here's the Titanic. You can't sue. No, I don't know. Especially if they can say that they can prove that the reason they died is some, due to some form of negligence, um, because I think that's what would open the door for a little bit more. But that is insane. Insane. Couldn't be me. Well, well first of all, it wouldn't be me. I would. <laughs> And then the telling of that story, my friend Brit Brat, shout out to Brit Brat, was telling me, I think I remember hearing this, about some foolish child, young adult, jumped off a cruise ship at night mm -hmm. because he was dared by his friend. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I saw the video of it. He didn't die. He managed to survive, but still, he jumped off. Let me tell you something. I want y'all to understand something. I have been on a cruise, right? <coughs> And I have enough sense to know. Because first of all, cruise ships are high. They're not, they're high up, they're kind of, they're high off the water. Okay. You're a couple stories more, I don't know how far, now I got to look it up. So I'm not telling y'all nothing wrong. But either way, it's tall. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at night, it's the darkest it'll ever be on the water at night. And the only light is coming from the cruise ship. I ain't, mean, uh-uh. Mm-mm. I don't know if I really have anything, but I can use this as an opportunity to talk about the fact that I um, managed to view the flash using alternative methods I love on how you say that. Friday. And I'm going to use this as my opportunity to talk about how I liked or disliked this film. So um, first, Ezra Miller is trash. We knew this. Still trash. Um, but... If I'm going to approach this in as much of a non-biased way or unbiased way as possible, I will say that Ezra did a really good job of showing very distinct personalities between a young Barry Allen and an established and <coughs> older Barry Allen. Um, Iris West was probably one of the, like, they could have literally pretended like she did not exist in this film. If you're asking me, the only reason that she was even included in this film is so that they can have some sense of diversity in the film when it comes to the races of the people who are in it. 
um, because she was the only person, only black person in the movie. Yeah. I think of all of the film. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but pointless, had no purpose whatsoever. Um, Ezra, well, the Flash is still running terribly like Cindy from Scary Movie. Um, there was humor that they inserted. It was, it didn't, to me, it didn't always hit. Sometimes it did, other, most times it did not. Um, Michael Keaton was cool, but it really felt more okay. I'll do this when you compare, look at Spider Man No Way Home, and I'm not comparing the two because they're multiverse films, I'm comparing the two because they both satisfied that that fan that nostalgic thing. Like, you got to see all these spider people come together in this film, you got to see Batman come back, the one that most people consider the best Batman out there. Yes. And for me, they really didn't do much with him. Um, there was a slight evolution of his character over the course of the film, but he really wasn't used as often. Um, his action sequences were clearly not him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, when you saw how he was fighting, I'm like, oh, there's no way Michael Keaton was doing all of this, and that's okay. He has lived a life. Um, yeah, you can sit. So, um, my my favorite character in the whole film was Kara. Um, I love the um the change in the story to show why she was there instead of um Kyle which was cool um it was actually a bit more grim than I thought that was going to be yeah you yeah well I'm not going to spoil it for you because you will probably eventually see it way down the line and um how much was Ben <laughs> Affleck in the movie um 7 minutes that's it he was literally just in the beginning did he die? Mm-mm. He was just the Batman that was in the present. Oh, okay. Most of the time was spent in the past. Um, one thing I definitely hated, the special effects were so bad in some places, but they were also super good in others. Well, the guy- like you see, see some, I'm about to get to that because you about to say exactly what I'm about to get to and this is bullshit. That's what it is. He said, oh, he did it on purpose. It was intentional because he was just moving so fast. That it was no, that's bullshit because some of the stuff wasn't even him running. He was literally standing and it was just showing like there's a moment where they run to the past. Well, they run. They're running to try to get to the past. They're trying to select the time and also. So they're just standing in this ambiguous space and you can look around you can see all these universes everywhere and there's a scene where you see people like i think they've even said it on social media so i don't feel like this is much of a spoiler like christopher reeves that superman and the nicholas cage superman and all these people they're just random ones that are out there all of them were cgi cgi including nicholas cage who is a, a whole ass alive man he is living and he was fully CGI, face and all. Nothing about them looked real. There's no way you are intending to say, I intentionally made these people look terrible because he was running. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was that was a lie. That is a complete lie. There's nothing that this man or anyone else can tell me that says anything other. But that being said, it was probably one of the stronger efforts from DC. Really? But even with the negative yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if you sit back, if you really have to go in and be like, look, Ezra's trash. However, I'm trying to see this movie. I'm going to watch this movie for what it was. I had to tell myself that every single time Ezra appeared on the screen. But <clears throat> what I'm saying, when you look at the quality of the film, 
it is a strong DC film. But are they lying saying it was the best superhero film of all time? Absolutely. There is nothing about this film that makes it the best of all time. There are many films that I can name off the top of my head that are far superior to this film. Even if we're just looking at universal type films, Spider-Man No Way Home was far better than this. It was a much effective, much more effective use of time, considering how long it was. And it made it so that these people who were from these other universes actually had purpose. I don't feel like everyone had a purpose, but yeah, some of the action sequences were cool. Some of them were stupid, um, but Kara was like a favorite of mine. Um, yeah, I enjoyed her. I really wish she got more time in the movie. Um, yeah, I can't really say much else without spoiling it for you. Thank you. I appreciate but, that. Yeah, they. Okay. One thing, slight spoiler. Um, let me look up which one is carrot, carrot. Okay. What I did not like, they showed all these flashes, like when they were doing this, the flash from all these universes, the fact that they went and got Jay Garrett and not just any Jay Garrett, but the actual Jay Garrett that starred as the flash in the flash TV show and put him in this movie, but didn't go get the actual flash from the TV show and put him in the movie. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. Maybe they couldn't get him. He was CGI. <laughs> it just really, really irritated me. But I gave the movie like a 6.5. It's not an amazing film. It's not terrible. When you stack it up against other DC films, it mm -hmm. is good. And if you stack it up against some of Marvel's recent offerings, it appears better than it is. Um, but when you actually look at the actual quality DC films that have been released, there is no way in hell someone can really look at that and say that this was the best movie they've ever seen that was a superhero movie. If they do say that, there is nothing in me that would ever say I will take anything that they say seriously about any film ever. Well, you know I got that theory about critics. Oh, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm sitting here saying that WB and them paid these people, these... um you know, these established directors and stuff like that to say this was a good film, that it was one of the best. There's no way these people have made the type of films that they've made. And then they went and looked at the flash. It was like, yo, this is like on a caliber of what I do. Unless their bar for superhero films is on the floor. It might be. But even if it's on the floor, you cannot sit back and say that The Flash was better than Winter Soldier. It wasn't better than Civil War. It was not better than Wonder Woman. It was not better than um, any of the Christian Bale Batmans. Definitely not better than The Dark Knight, which was amazing. I still but... think people um, just don't like Marvel <laughs> and what they've been able to accomplish. People don't like that. Mm. And I do feel like the people who are negative, especially actors or actresses, they are that way because they probably didn't get the role. Yeah, sure, right, like, oh, girl. I'm about to say, oh, girl. Um, to take it back to Flash, my baby thought he was going to see it. He thought mommy nope. was going to spend her hard-earned money to take him to go see it. You know what I told him? <laughs> I said, the Flash won't see a damn dime, baby. Not a cent. <laughs> I, I'm actually glad I did not spend money on the film. I don't think it was worth my money, um, but it would not have been worth my money. Like, and it wasn't worth my money just not just because of Ezra. This feel like this was an opportunity for DC to return to form. But there are certain things that I just don't 
like. I don't like that they had so much time to fix this movie. And they didn't. And then the fact that this man really said with his whole entire entire chest that the special effects were intended to look that way. When I tell you that almost any time that the Flash is moving fast, he looks like garbage. That's to me, that is on par with them trying to find a way to justify why Aquaman had to talk inside of a bubble. Like you made a conscious decision to make that shit that way. You had all the time in the world and budget because you spent up to $260 million and it definitely went on marketing because y'all didn't market this shit because y'all were scared to because you ain't want nobody to ask about Ezra. Snyder. But well, while think, we're here. Y'all think y'all going to do a flash too? Mm-hmm. And um, I was about to use this as an opportunity to go ahead and segue into blurdy news so I can talk about the box office uh, numbers for The Flash. So WB was shooting for potentially making $70 million over the course of the Juneteenth weekend. Instead, it looks like they'll probably bow out at about between 55 and $60 million. This is lower than... Basically, everything DC has done, I think, outside of maybe Shazam, Fury of the Gods, I think. Let me see. So Shazam, Fury of the Gods finished off its box office with $133 million, but it premiered with 57.5. So technically, this is actually premiering less than Shazam, officially making it the lowest grossing DC film ever for the first weekend. So, um, that's that. Uh, but I think that uh, WB was really, really hoping that if they made Ezra disappear, that people wouldn't be as bothered by all of their antics and actually go watch the film. But he was still in it. You still pushed forward with a movie starring someone who is a terrible human being who has done terrible things terrible things i just yeah so that's where the flash stands it looks like also um actually let me go check because i saw some stuff about the ratings for um let me see so on rotten tomatoes it got a 66 percent from critics but audiences have given it an 85 percent but these are also some of the same audiences that tried to trash the little mermaid so and probably some of the same people who trashed The Little Mermaid probably came through here to support and push this movie just because those fanboys kind of exist that way. But either way, um, it failed. Um, it will probably drop significantly next week. I think there's a big release this week. Um, who is it that comes out this week? Is it? Um, who is it? I feel like you would know. What's coming out this week? Nothing that I want to see. Or maybe it's next week. One of these weeks is when Indiana Jones comes out. Oh, I definitely don't want to see that. Is it this week? It might be this week. It's next week. It comes out on the 30th. Even though that hasn't gotten great reviews either, but that's it'll probably still perform better than The Flash did. But anyway, moving right along, since we are already in DC, uh, it looks like after Max canceled Titans, it appears that... There's going to be a new show, animated show coming out following the Teen Titans, but featuring Beast Boy as the main character. 
The show is going to be called Beast Boy Lone Wolf, and it is confirmed to begin production next week. But it's animated. What are they going to produce? They and don't need people. Be, right. Apparently, it's going to air on Cartoon Network. Um, I thought Cartoon Network was gone. Yeah, they say it's supposed to. I think Cartoon Network still, it still airs. It has a whole channel still, right? I think that they have absorbed a lot of the content into HBO, well, Max now, though. Okay. But yeah, it says, giving the series will only consist of 10 shorts and will lean more into action. It's possible that Beast Boy, Lone Wolf, will focus on the, the character saving people from different threats while also potentially teaming up with other DC heroes along the way. <sighs> Whatever. Um, I'm upset about because I want them to. Either they could have kept Tick Titans or they can create a new Teen Titans show that is along the lines of the one that I loved. But this ain't it. Not that I hate um, Beast Boy as a character, but no, this ain't it. But anyway, moving right along. Um, it looks like DC has um, secured their third director for their next couple of DC films. So, uh, Andy Muschietti. Um, he's actually the person who did The Flash. He also did um, It and It Chapter 2. He will be the one directing Brave and the Bold, which is the Batman movie with Damien. Uh-uh. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> if y'all not even talking so. positive about The Flash, what? He gonna spit on my Damien? They need to be done nice. right. They need to hire me. James Gunn calls Muschietti Muschietti or whatever, a visionary director and a massive DC fan noted that noting how there was really only one choice for the the Brave and the Boat and luckily he was on board. James Gunn is going to be directing Superman Legacy, which I think we already knew that because he was also writing it as well. And then James Mangold is going to be directing Swamp Thing. He is most known for Logan. And he's also doing Indiana Jones 5, which is the movie that is coming out in two weeks. But he's also doing, and I have a a tab open to talk about this one as well. He is also doing the next Star Wars movie, which, you know, the next Star Wars movie is supposed to be exploring the very first Jedi. So, but he's not sure if he will be doing Swamp Thing before or after that Star Wars film comes out. So, yeah, there's that. What are your thoughts? Um, I want somebody else to do my baby. I'm not really interested (laughs) in what his vision is for my boo because I don't like his vision or from what I understand from what y'all have said, critics, people that I know who've seen it, y'all haven't been saying good things about it. So with that being said, I'm not interested in what he's going to do to Damien. And I'm going to see it strictly based off that I want to see Damien. That's it. Yeah. The the RIP posts are starting to come through. Oh no! Um, <laughs> so let's see. Um, let's. So James Gunn um, said he's been blown away by the Superman Legacy auditions. He said he some of the uh, actors that are on the shortlist. He said are among some of the best he's ever seen. Um, they said the actors, the filmmaker, and studio head are referring to consist of X Men's Nicholas Holt, Twisters David Karen Sweat, and Tom Brittany, who are all vying for the role of Superman. They're going with. And Nicholas. then, as far as Lo- Lois Lane goes, they're looking at Emma Mackey, who is going to be a Barbie, Phoebe 
Denevore, who I don't know who that is, and then the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Bresnahan, don't know her either. But it says this group is reportedly being mixed and matched in screen tests between June 16th and the 20th. So it looks like they're trying really hard to hopefully get the chemistry correct and land on someone good. They're going with Nicholas Holt, I bet you. I'm going to tell you why. Because... Although, and not saying that those other guys aren't great. Never heard of them. Right. But I know who Nicholas is. I know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he puts on some muscle. I'm not saying he has to be as big as Henry Cavill, but I don't want him to look so silly in the outfit. Right. Looking like he wearing pajamas. I <laughs> but they're also going with the younger Superman. Nicholas. So maybe oh, they'll. He already. Yes, I'm like. Yeah, so that'll be interesting, unless they're going to try to change the direction a little bit. But, yeah, let's see. Anything else from DC? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, That's about it. Because um, some other stuff that's posted here would be spoilers for The Flash. I'm trying my best to avoid those. But, yep. Yeah. All right, so on uh, Star Wars. So the new jedi origins movie that's coming out which apparently is going to be directed by that guy that we just talked about james mangold um it is it's supposed to be called dawn of the jedi and he says the following uh well i've talked to lucasfilms before and even worked a bit before on other projects and i'm always interested in what's going on there and have friends who work on other star wars projects but i understood that much of what they were doing was kind of continuing this saga forward so so when he talked to lucasfilms president kathleen kennedy he was really shocked that they would be going backwards like way back to the very first jedi which i guess i don't mind that because there's lots of lore that's been written about times like that. So it'd be great to kind of see some of that happen, but I don't know enough. But it says, um, when he was asked a little more about the film, he said, for me, it's about, I want to be a part of the saga, but I also don't want to be holding so much lore in the air that you can hardly tell a story. And what I really wanted to do, what I told her was just, can we make a kind of Ten Commandments of the Force, you know, a kind of origin story of how the Force came to be known, understood, wielded, and harnessed. And he said that it's going to be, he said, it's a chance to tell the entire story of his own, the birth of the Force. When I first talked to Cap. Kathy Kennedy about it. I just said, I just see this opening to be to make kind of a Ben Hur or the Ten Commandments about the birth of the Force. The Force has become a kind of religious legend that spans through all, all these movies. But where did it come from? How is it found? Who found it? Who was the first Jedi? And that's what I'm writing right now. So as someone who is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am, have you thought about that stuff before? Have they said enough? at any point to make you feel like, oh, this explains where some of this stuff is coming from? Mm-mm. It's not enough. I don't know. Like, I'm always... Jesus, he scared me. Uh-oh. Damn, I lost my train of talk. Theo, um, I'm always going to eat up some content, Star Wars, period. I don't care if, it, if it's the very beginnings, in the beginnings, God created the Jedi type of situation, or like even now, after Ray, all that good stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not picky with the type of content that I would like to consume. Um, but I mean, I guess it could fill in some gaps about where the Force kind of actually came from. Um, who was really the first person known? How did it get widely known? Why are people not too happy with the Jedi, you know, like those types of things mm-hmm. would be interesting. And 
also in this origin story kind of almost of like the Jedi um do we get are they going to talk about some of the prophecies that we've had kind of pop up mm-hmm. the one specifically about Anakin being the chosen one um is that going to be something that they talk about like I'm curious I mean since really they've kind of built a brand around Luke and Darth Vader mm-hmm. and um I would be curious to know what else they could say are they going to connect the dots so like so it would be interesting well what's also going to be interesting which is also going to bring out a lot of these annoying people so the Ahsoka series is making history as the first um Star Wars series movie anything where the top build actors for the series are all women so obviously Rosario Dawson being Ahsoka Tano uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead being Hera Syndulla, and then Natasha Lou Bordiso being Sabine Wren. So all three of them being women that, to me, I love it. But we also know that they hated Ray. They hated when we brought or then the Black Dude in the new trilogy. They are going to try to trash the hell out of this series. Of and you know they will. But Rosario Dawson talked about the um, everything, and she was like, you definitely feel the magic of it. Our diversity is our strength. Being able to step into and relate to a protagonist that looks different to what we've normally been served over the years, you can see how hungry people are for it. I take it very seriously. I am very grateful. But there are other women who will be in the series. Genevieve O'Reilly will be reprising her role as Mon Mothma. Ivana Sak. No, it's playing Shin Haiti and Diana Lee in Osanto will appear as Morgan Elspeth. I don't know half of these people. They sound familiar only because Eric Voss talked about, but I don't know enough of their story to connect the guy. Oh, I know Mon Mothma. Ain't it the lady? She's, yeah, she's the... That's yeah. an Andor? Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be cool. Plus, I mean, Rosario Dawson is probably one of the most perfect castings ever for this role. She just looks the part and she can act. Those are the things we want. So I'm I'm excited about that one. And then apparently George Lucas was giving them a hard time on set when filming The Mandalorian. So I guess occasionally they invite the people to come on set. And he was asked to, oh, well, allowed to come visit the set during season two. Um, he said the the producer, which we know to be John Favreau, said that Lucas is kind of like a martial arts teacher. He would give Dave Filoni a hard time in, in a very playful and caring way. Uh, George Lucas comes in. He's like a martial arts teacher. How many setups did you get? You're not shooting fast enough. He would give Dave Filoni a hard time. He has nothing but tremendous care and respect for Dave. I think he sees Dave's creative life as an extension of the relationship they had. And then Rodario, Rosario Dawson said that it felt so special and legit to have him on set. He said it felt really nice. And this birthing of Ahsoka on screen in live action to have both of my creators there, there was a really excited energy to all of it. And George sprinkled his magic dust on it. Felt like validation and approval. But yeah, he was, looks like he was very hands-on. Like, look, get your shit together, Carol. But Is that what he said? I, think that's kind of cool. I mean, in my mind, in my mind, he said that. And I'm okay with that being said. Because get your shit together. But anyway, moving into Marvel news. Okay. So, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven the Hunter trailer dropped today. It was the first full trailer for the movie, which I believe is expected to release on October the 6th. So aside from Aaron Taylor Johnson being zaddy, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Maybe I should have watched it twice. One, to look at him, and then secondly, to see what the substance is. Um, um If Craven the Hunter is part of the Sinister Six, I'm not getting Sinister vibes. Like, he seems like an anti-hero from what you said. He did say that. He said he put evil in this world and I'm taking it out. Like, mm-hmm. these don't sound like villain catchphrases and villain things to say. Um... But aside from that, other than him being fine, I'm not really getting anything from the trailer. Um, I'll say this, and this is not always an indication, but it's usually pretty spot on, is that a lot of times I decide on how good uh, a movie is going to be by how I feel when I watch the trailer. Um mm-hmm. Every every um, Black Panther film that I've seen, every um, anything with Kang, I get goosebumps. Um, and I'm not feeling anything, not even a little tickle, nothing for this trailer, nothing. And I know that that's what they're they're hoping that Aaron is going to bring the people. Baby, you're going to have to give me more than that because I ain't really, there ain't nothing other than him being fine. Yeah, I, I when I watched it, I was here for the action that it looked like it's going to have. But the, and I think that they tried to, maybe they could have included a little bit different music or something. Maybe. I think they were trying to get you a little bit more emotionally invested in the character by showing some of the background of how his dad was. And everything that happened with him. But I agree. Something about how it was done did not evoke any emotion in me. It kind of just made me like, oh, this is going to be an action film with somebody fine. And um, I mean, this wouldn't be the first film that was done that way. But hello, hello, it Aquaman. just didn't really excite me. Yeah, it just didn't excite me that much. Now, I will say that I think that having it have a rated R rating will probably work in its favor because movies like this, you don't want it to be kind of watered down. You want to see it for what it is. I think that's why Logan was so successful because it's like we've been watching him in all these movies just slashing people and not once did we ever see blood. So it's like, oh, we're seeing this for what it should look like in real life. So maybe that's going to help it out. But I just... So far, the trailer didn't really give me enough for me to feel like the story behind this movie is going to be worth seeing. Um, And granted, I don't think I would have wanted it to tell me everything, but I would have wanted it to tell me enough, enough. And right now it's not giving enough. So Mm -mm. we will see. Also, Angela Bassett did the thing. What's her name? Andrea. Angela Bassett did the thing. Um. I'm sorry, Viola Davis, my woman king. What's that name? I'm glad you said that because this whole time I was like, I was looking at her picture and I was like, I seen her. Ariana DeBose. Yeah, Ariana DeBose. Um, I think she's playing Calypso, which I think is a love interest of Craven, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, again, if in the comics this is a love interest, I want to feel it. I'm not saying that it has to be the whole thing, but there was nothing that pointed to there was a connection between them. And also, I still think y'all should have hired a dark-skinned actress to play Calypso, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Well, Angela Bassett is here thing. now. I'm pretty sure she's fine, but yeah, she's here now. So we just had to go. We're gonna have to see. But again, that movie comes out on October the sixth of this year. Far. I'm not gonna care. Mm-hmm. Yep, maybe we'll get some teasers or something. But there's that. 
Um, I will say visually he looks good. Like I mean, not just fine, but like he looks the part. Yes. Like that poster that they've released. Oh, it's it's giving. It's giving. It's giving fine. That's what it's giving. And, and can I go ahead and say this? And people are probably not gonna like when I say this, but can y'all stop saying that that looks like the Black Panther thing? Like this, it was literally a full recreation of a comic book scene, like for Craven the Hunter. I can see the parallels, but if you see that the side by side is literally a shape, like shot by shot, like this is what it looked like in the comics. This is what he looked like here. Go, go, sit down, sit down. But that's that on that um let's see so i'm not gonna go into detail because you would not want to know all the details for it so i'm going to give you as little as i possibly can however comma and i'm doing this off of memory there have been test screenings for the marvels and first of all let me just go out here and say if these things are correct excited but two they need to figure out who they need to just go back to the drawing board on who they're inviting to see these test screenings because they just be running tape, spilling all of the beans. So maybe that's the idea. Well, maybe, but this person is literally telling you the entire movie. And you know me, I'm going to read it. If it's there, I'm going to read it. So these are these are the takeaways that I had. Um, actually, let me see. You better not spoil nothing it. for me because you know I want to see my girl Tiana in the flesh. Angela Bassett did the thing. I'm sorry, y'all. Viola Davis, my woman king. Um, okay, so I'm not going to spoil this for you. Uh, this. Um, but one, the reactions have been overwhelmingly positive. Okay. Two, they did say that they kind of cut some of the comedy out. It's not going to not be funny, but it's not going to be we're doing the most right now. Okay. Like some movies kind of feel. Um, as we would expect, Kamala scene stiller of course anytime she's up there oh i ain't gonna go into detail however apparently the moment with the bangles both of them is a big moment also um which I, this part i don't feel like is true because generally they don't even let them see the post credit scenes for some of these things this early on mm-hmm. but there was a rumor that the post credit scene was actually a moment as well and without going into a lot of detail, because I don't want to spoil that, it did include a um, potentially problematic actor still. Um, so there's that. Um, what else? How about this? We've talked about theories. We've thrown <laughs> a lot of stuff back and forth amongst us about what mm-hmm. we think might happen in the Marvels or what's going on in the Marvels. Has anything that we've talked about popped up in what they're talking about that was in the test screener? Um, not really. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find the thing. Okay, so I'm, I can read this because this isn't. Oh, I did find there was a moment that kind of made me sad, but um, but I ain't gonna read that. This is what the person said I saw a rough cut of the Marvels. It's kind of hard to fully judge the film because it is very much a work in progress, as all the action sequences were in previews i guess that's like before they've actually kind of added like finalized what it's going to look like and it's kind of hard to tell what was happening most of the time it has some fun moments to swap in places and action scenes made some very interesting fight choreography um and i think this was mentioned before there's a musical planet (laughs) but they say that it was fun but pointless and the flirkins are cool um 
yeah, I can't read anything else without spoiling that for you. But um, either way, I'm excited for I think I've been excited for it since we saw the trailer. Plus, Tiana, give her the things. And apparently she has a big moment in the well, movie. I have been waiting for our girl to be. I'm ready to see her supercharged. OK, I want my girl to have a moment like Captain Marvel had that moment when that bitch went binary. What? No. What's that? What is it? Is it binary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. she turns into a little glow stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want for my girl. Spectrum. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this one and give you no context. Are you ready for it? I'ma say it. I ain't gonna say you no context and you ain't gonna know how it applies. Okay. <laughs> Kate Bishop for Reebok. And I it's gonna that is not it's not even gonna walk you into what I think you think it is, but <laughs> I just get your gears going. Get your gears going. Is it, okay, wait. Is it actually Kate Bishop for Reebok or or are you trying to tell me that somebody's suit looked like Kate Bishop for Reebok at Brothers and Coat Factory? I'm going to be mad if it is. Oh, no. It's not the it's not the latter. Okay. It's the former. All right. I'm gonna pick, okay. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone because but I'm excited. But I, I think will say that it's, it's, a, it's a very... Yeah. Go ahead. I, no, I was going to say bet on black, baby. Oh, yes. Yeah. When I read that particular one, it made me excited. And granted, take us. all these with a grain of salt because half the time these things change, half the time they're not accurate at all. Right. Like I said, post credit scenes generally are not even shown at this stage in the, the screening process. But it doesn't hurt to finally get something that makes you really excited about something. So that is that on that. Okay. And lastly, lastly, for Marvel, apparently there was a director. His name is Thomas Bizucha. Sorry, but he quit Um, when they were filming. He quit the date after he met Samuel Jackson. So Samuel Jackson said, interestingly enough, when I first started Secret Invasion, Ali was one of two directors and I met with him. And then I met with the other director. And the next day, the other director quit. And the co-star, Olivia Coleman, was like, was it you? And Samuel Jackson said, I had no idea what I said to him. I asked my assistant, did I say something that scared him or what? Or what? And um, he said he seemed thankful that the directing situation turned out the way that it did with um, Ali directing all six Secret Invasion episodes. Which is uh, what I said, think, but I think they need to do anyway think, for continuity. Yeah, like, and, or if you're not, then make sure that that director is, hands, is all in the pot throughout the whole thing. Yeah. That way that if it does change hands throughout the thing, you can't feel a noticeable difference between people. I think they do that for like the Mandalorian. Like mm-hmm. all the episodes are directed by different people, but mm-hmm. it's very apparent that the directors are kind of like got their hands in everything so that they can see how the episode is like how the episode, the episode before and then the episode after. And they kind of discuss to kind of make it make sense for the connection and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Tika, y- Tika Waititi, um, mm-hmm. Blythe, no, Blythe Dallas. Is that her name? Blythe Dallas? Mm-hmm. Howard? I don't know. Dang, what's her name? What was she in? She was from The Help. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard. So it won't Blythe. Sorry. Bryce Dallas yeah. Howard. Yeah, she directed. Um, she did one. I was about to say Fuqua, but he didn't. I am about to say, that's the Jurassic World lady. Yep, that's her. Mm-hmm. 
don't know. I guess, like you said, I think it's good that um, he directed all of them. And, you know, I feel like, like I said, this literally, that's what um, Samuel Jackson said. He said, I think it was great that Ali stuck, and I think it's even greater they allowed him to direct all the episodes. So it gave us a, a consistency of idea or concept that he had for what he wanted the show to be. So he was able to shape it in that particular way or convince us that we are shape, we were shaping it in a way that was our way but turned out to be his way. Mm-hmm. So... Secret Invasion comes out in two days. And I'm excited. So, yeah, I'll be watching that first thing in the morning on Wednesday. Yep. Probably watch it again because you know me. I like to watch them twice. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But that's kind of it for Marvel stuff. Uh, On the Marvel, most of their stuff was just promoting Secret Invasion. And apparently Tony Stark is getting married to Emma Frost in the comics. And a lot of nerds are not able to handle it. I loved it. I like how they looked. I like how they did like a crossover type of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and lastly, just because I feel like we need to say something about it. Um, Cross the Spider-Verse box office, still fucking it up. Just want to throw that out there. Um, at the moment, the movie has, it should have by today, since we're recording this on a Monday, mm-hmm. have crossed the $500 million mark worldwide. Um, so take that. And we didn't really talk about you racist folks um, talking about how this movie was forced diversity and wokeness. Like they didn't watch the first one? Exactly, which which is why I thought it was weird and why I really don't put a lot of stock into that for y'all trying to be contrarian for being contrarian, not because it's actually the case. I just want you to know that it doesn't make you edgy or cool. It makes you stupid. Right. Because that makes you saying that type of stuff makes me feel like you're trying to insult my intelligence and the people who've watched the previous movie and know better. And it makes me feel like you're trying to hold up progress and trying to keep that movie from doing well. We getting a three. Done mm-hmm. deal. Yep. Be out with that smart. Well, that's what they say. But according to them, they haven't recorded anything, which I think is BS. It's, it's definitely BS. Because I'm like, you can't tell me at the end of this movie that it's going to be coming back March 2024 and yeah. y'all haven't recorded it. So that lets yeah, me know, I, Glenn, because they Glenn, were told, I, I don't say nothing. What? <laughs> that's what they were saying. They said, I, I, you don't say nothing. That's why Gwen was nothing. just like, sis, Haley was like, I don't know, I ain't recorded nothing. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. just like she's been the one talking about, oh, I don't know when I'll be back for the MCU. I don't know. I just, that's I'm so I, confused. They haven't talked to me. Didn't I tell you? I told you that she was lying to us. Like most of these people be lying to us. I know that they've used her since then. If they've been trying to get the Avengers back together, Kate Bishop for Reebok is one of the girls that they want. Mm-hmm. So of course she coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if she's in th- if she's not in Thunderbolts. At least an appearance or a, being a roommate to Elena or something. Right. Just something like, I mean, something. I know Kate Bishop for Reebok is coming back sooner than later. You can lie to somebody else. Exactly. So, well, that's my blurdy news for this week. So that takes us into our homework. And for our homework, we finished out the final episode of Titans, which is called Titans Forever. And we watched Batman Hush. Mm. So which one would you like to start with? We can do hush because then we just end it with Titans. If you okay. if you're down for that, I don't know. I don't care either way. Oh no, that works for me. Um what I sent you a no context text message about this. 
And I don't remember what I said. You said something about Selena and you laughed, but I'm like, well, what about her? Let me scroll up because I started getting on TikTok again. I just said no context, Catwoman. Oh. Yeah. No, it was because in the movie after Bruce Wayne took off his mask and she saw who he was and then them immediately the next scene was them putting on their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, ooh. Right, right. Mm-mm. But what were your thoughts on this one? Okay, can I just say that my favorite genre of female character is one, Black. That's number one. Number two is I love a strong female character, and I also love when they give the main male character a run for their money and got their nose wide open. And I love it even more when it's a character that has known or is known for being in control and being one step ahead and all that good stuff. Boy, don't mm-hmm. nothing, don't nothing tickle my fancy more than and, stuff. And Hush was definitely working them out. Yes, I was just like, Selena got that man knows why open. And, mm-hmm. and also, okay, I don't know if they, but this is for adults. This animated film is for adults, right? Mm-hmm. So y'all trying to tell me that Selena Kyle didn't know that she was kissing up on Bruce Wayne? He doesn't change his voice. The lips, I'm sure, still feel the same. The lips be lipping. Ain't nothing changed. Mm-hmm. He still ain't got none. So my question is, you've been kissing on him and you still don't know that's him. You're right. That's all I'm saying Man, about that. The way he worked them, though, not even just them, how he worked the other villains to do his bidding as well was just crazy like you said it's something about someone who can manipulate people in that way that just makes for a really really good villain Ooh. now i will say that it was not really shocking that hush kind of became you no know, it was revealed that hush was basically the riddler mm. i was like eh. i kind of started to feel that way because that's kind of how the riddler works in the same way mm-hmm. but they tried to throw me off by throwing a riddler out there yeah. So I was like, but something just don't feel right. He's just too methodical about everything. And the Riddler is that same way. Kind of like in that Batman movie we watched. He was very methodical. Everything was done to a T based off of how he expected people to react to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was interesting. I, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I thought it was a doctor. Because mm-hmm. he was being weird when Bruce had to go to the hospital. Um, I thought it was weird when he left. And also, can I just say that y'all really, really had that dead man hanging up there like he had just died. When we know good and damn well at the funeral home, they fix you up to look like you sleeping. That's the only thing that stood out to me. So apparently in the comics, that doctor is Hush. Interesting. They switched it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It says like in the comics, that doctor is Hush. He was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne's that basically became hushed. But in here, it just, just says that this version is the surgeon who attempts to remove Nigma's brain tumor and is ultimately killed by Hush to emotionally hurt Bruce Wayne. Because like, you're right. That's that's who I thought it was at one point, too. It just seemed like it fit too perfectly to me. Like, oh, this person is really close to you and all this stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, they changed it up probably intentionally because I knew people who were watching it are fans of the comics and they just don't want people to be watching and feel like they know everything already. Right. So I can get it. And it wasn't too impactful of a switch because how they made it make sense did kind of make sense. But yeah. Ooh, two things. Poison Ivy was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Ah, gorgeous. Okay. Um. Also, Spider- not Spider-Man, Jesus. Superman got on my nerves a little bit. 
<laughs> because you mad at them for waking your ass up in the way that they did, but the person who actually had you in a trance, you treating them with kick gloves, like Bruce and them, when you need to be mad at the girl in your arms. I like the interaction between Bruce and um and uh Superman when um Lois basically said, Oh, I have someone I'm interviewing for this article and Bruce walked in. Oh yeah. And they had their little banter because obviously they know who each other is. Because I was like, Which is know each other? I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, it's interesting to me, like how if this is following the same chronological order for all the other mil- movies, that he would have told Lois who he is, but he didn't tell who Bruce was. Um, because you know Diana don't care. She just be out and she's just throwing her clothes right here in the, right. Middle of the street, like, "Hey, I am Wonder Woman, and I fuck shit up." But it seems that he still kept Bruce's identity a secret. Because a lot of times, oh, I got a list from somewhere. I don't know where that came from. But a lot of times, <laughs> I feel like, and and this is, I guess, in favor of Superman. It's not really his secret to tell. And plus, he doesn't live in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and for a minute, I'm like, do they know each other? Do they what like? What's going on? And then, like, beginning of that scene, Lois was just like, why don't you just go ahead and super type like you do when you think I'm not looking? So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so she knows that that's Superman. And then, or they're, they're the same person. And then when Bruce came in, I was like, does he know about Bruce? Does this, is it the Justice League or something? Mm-hmm. And um, and it wasn't until I still couldn't catch if they knew if they were a part of the Justice League together and it wasn't until he went up to Lex and Lex was just like, you know, I'm an official member of the, the Justice League now. And he said, <laughs> you know, Batman said something slick, but I, um, I enjoyed this one. I still, I'm not really feeling that he didn't have that smoke for Poison Ivy that he should have. She was gorgeous, by the way. I thought it was the thing that got me was how it ended. How like Selena was like, yo, kill him. Yep. Batman was like, nah. She was, she was like, fuck it. Slash that thing and went about. Her. Actually, I think she did say shit or something. She cussed when she she cut that that rope. <laughs> it was like, nah, because you playing games. This man just tried to take us down. I knew from that moment that they were not going to be able to maintain that relationship. Because they was don't kill people. And Selena was like, look, it's, it's me against them. But she right, though. It's always going to mm-hmm. be that way. And, and. And y'all know I don't like damsel in distress. Selena Kyle was it. She she really didn't need him fighting her battles. Mm-mm. And I love that about her. And they also, were actually good fighting together though. They when did. They did their little sequence with him at the end. I loved how they their chemistry clearly came through for them to be able to do that. Um, she named the. Did you catch the name of her cat? Mm-hmm. I thought that was Eartha. cute. I said, okay, mm-hmm. Eartha. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like that's a cute ode to the original. Mm-hmm. And also, I like that they didn't make her overtly sexy. Mm-hmm. And to me, how they did her is kind of how they did um, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. She wasn't super sexy, but she just had this Thanks way about her mm-hmm. that you just couldn't deny that she was just giving off sexy. Like, I think about how they do the female characters and how they did. I think about Damien's mom and how she was very... Mm-hmm. sexy and her like how she looked not like demeanor personality wise but how she looked i thought was a little too much i thought it was over the top um i thought that the how selena kyle looked was perfect mm-hmm. um and it was believable and 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 on top of that 
they really did their thing with the chemistry and the animation between those two. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. Well, the next movie that we'll be watching after this is Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Wonder Woman! And then after that, it'll be the conclusion. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, where I just don't feel like I will be able to prepare you enough for what you'll see in that movie. But I've given you warnings. I've told you how it is, how gruesome it is, and how it's like in-game if it was rated R. Well, Infinity War, if it was rated R. Dang. But I was not ready for what I saw. It was great, but I was not ready for what I saw. So I'm excited for us to get there. And watching Wonder Woman Bloodlines is going to show you exactly how 1984 should have been. Because mm. it also stars um, Cheetah as well. Okay. So you'll be watching that and you'll be like, they could have easily just recreated this, made this a movie, and it would have been dope. But of course we did not. So that leads us into the end then, where we will be talking about Titans Forever, the finale to the series on Max. What were your thoughts on how this series ended? First of all, I didn't get some of the scenes towards the end where they were jumping. Like the scenes, like at Christmas time. Oh, the flashback? Yeah, I didn't get it. I was like, is this a flashback or what they thought? Because Tim was, was there. I think it was a flashback because uh, Raven also had the purple hair again. Oh, yep. Okay. And Connor had hair. So I think they were, it was one of those, she's flashing back to a time where things are good, like, because she's about to potentially sacrifice herself. Okay. That wig was horrible. Horrible. Mm. Also, that damn Robin looked good as shit. I'm sorry. Who he looked mm-hmm. good? He looked damn good. But you know who does not? Who? Brother Blood in that ugly ass costume. Oh, that's one of the worst costumes they could have ever done. That has been one of the characters that has the least amount of continuity throughout the entire season. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, for real? Y'all, for real? Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. I- <laughs> and honestly, something else that bothered me that I will never get over because of this episode, he should not have been able to kill Trigon that easily. Mm. He literally just killed him like he was a regular, like me. Like, no, this is a, a like, super villain. Like, he's like, no, you just don't kill him that way. And then he had a regular heart like all of us? Yeah. This man got 50 eyes, and he got a heart like me? Uh-huh. It was bigger. So I was just like, uh, but let me see. What else stood out? Well, uh, I guess you got your you got your happy ending. It wasn't enough. <laughs> I knew you were going to be like, no, I need more. But it, it was cute to see them actually go on a real date. Yep. It was cute. And, and they actually have good chemistry. They do. But I also think that um, they are um, friendly offset. And mm-hmm. I think that lends it to um, how they are when they're in scenes together. Um, the chemistry is so cute between those two. Um, he is thick beyond belief that I love. Oh, one thing that I wasn't really too, I didn't understand what was going on. He made, honestly, when he made those reservations at that hotel, mm-hmm. I thought he was speaking in code. <laughs> I'm like, and when at the end, when we see where they're at, I'm like, oh, so he was really making re- reservations? I think he had made the decision at that time that if they made it through this, then he was going to step out and just do what he's been wanting to do this whole time. But he wasn't going to die without having taken that step anyway. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, that's cute of you or whatever. It is cute. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I wish there was more Starfire Dick Grayson content. I really, really do. Um, The end was cute and all, but it was a legit slow burn. And y'all know how I feel about that. Um, mm-hmm. I, something, you know, something I didn't get and I won't get. And they're going to have to explain this to me. At what point was Raven going to school? Because Raven is apparently going to apply to go to a community college. With what education, ma'am? Maybe she got her DEG while they was in the RV. In the RV. <laughs> yeah, sure. She went to school online in the RV. And Tim, can we be honest here? Looks great in the suit. Amazing. Well, you can know he looks great in the suit. He ain't who I want like, defending my city. He's not. Like, doing what? He was getting his ass whooped when we saw him in the suit for the first time anyway. True, but then he also had training for our baby Red Hood. Baby head. For an hour. Yeah. It made him better. If he don't. They better get up out of here. It made him better. But, um, I think they tied up everything very well. Um, I'm more They could have brought back Donna. They could have brought back I the other that. girl I just to see her. I, I feel like anyone who didn't die should have had a moment to at least come back, appear. Mm-hmm. Like they brought back Bobblehead only for him to be there to train him for a second and then go away. They could have brought him back for the final episode too. <laughs> he had a whole conversation with Dick. With Dick was like, "Look, or no, it would have helped make the conversation with Connor that Dick had make even more sense with him with uh, Bobblehead popping up uh-huh. because you remember Connor had that whole." conversation like i can't be a titan i've done terrible things he's like we've all done terrible things having bobblehead show up at the end would have been a cute ode to that line like we've all done terrible things some even worse than others like bobblehead that, uh, but as a titan you're always a titan yeah it was like as a titan you're always a titan mm-hmm. and the fact that babyhead was remorseful about everything was like really that was his redemption right there as well mm-hmm. as short as it was it was definitely his redemption he sounded clear-headed and he didn't sound so damn tortured mm-hmm. and um he thought enough to help out Robin, which i thought was cute i don't i thought it was cute mm-hmm. um the fact that they all split up kind of hurt my feelings connor and that wig could have gone some damn where i also didn't like um how it looked when starfire and brother below were flying in the air it just didn't even look real like girl mm-mm Girl, I was like, oh, God, Star. I would have loved then, her uh, sister. That would have been co- cool. Her sister could have come back. Something that confused me is that she flew up in the air with him with her blue light, but she came down with the fire. And I don't understand why it's suddenly like the red fire now. If we, the whole thing, at least to me, was that the red was her sister's power and the blue was hers. Mm. I didn't understand why it suddenly transitioned. I don't know either. But also, maybe, because she's had the blue fang, maybe, um, I know they said that the fire, that her powers didn't belong to her, they belong to her sister. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe she's always, not to say that she had both, but maybe the blue just kind of overpowered everything. And she would, she had to give it, she, she was, that was her destiny to kill him anyway. Maybe. Kind of going along lines with that. Maybe, you know, like they say, like a blue flame is like hotter Mm -hmm. than red. So maybe because she had never really used her own powers, they were always manifesting as blue because it was such a buildup. Right. So when she finally let it all out, she was able to come back down as um, fire, like regular color fire. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, so maybe that was all. I wish they would have done a little bit more to explain it. Yeah. But that might be what it is. But, oh, well, we're done with the series. Damn. But right on time because we started another one in two days. That's true. It's that only six true. episodes, but we start another series in two days. That's true. That is I'm true. ready, though. I am ready. Eventually, we'll be the ones that they're sending the first two episodes to, to watch. Let me say something. I ain't telling nobody. I ain't going to tell a soul. Okay? Because you're not about to revoke my privileges. No, I ain't telling nobody. I'm going to watch it in the privacy of my own home, in the bed, rubbing my feet together. Please. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that because if, if Caleb see it, then everybody at school going to know oh, about I'll this always, episode. I would always <laughs> wait until he's in the bed. Because he's so nosy. Right. When I was watching um, Titans earlier, he was just like, hmm, what's that? Who is that? Is that Starfire? So, yeah, definitely wait until he's in the bed sleep to watch it. But, um, yes, we're going to speak that into existence because it's going to happen. We are going to get to go to early screenings. We are going to get to watch these TV shows, the first couple episodes. Like, we're going to be trusted with that. It's coming. Well... We say our farewell to Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, Diggy Beast G. Boy, Superboy, Robin, Bobblehead, yes. Donna, who didn't come back this season. Mm. And it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I think it was a good series. I think it caught a lot of flack from the first season because of how everyone looked so terrible. But honestly, even if they looked terrible, the content was always pretty decent. That's true. And it, actually got better as the series went on so it's unfortunate it got canceled but at least it went out on a high note oh one more thing before we go let me tell you something this version of brother um brother blood i ain't like him mm. he was weak and a punk <laughs> ass i ain't like that yeah he, he could have been better he could have been a lot better a lot and better. i just i didn't like that and that would that little lone tear i was like this is bullshit right right well, that brings us to the end of Cat. We have completed another episode. Next week's homework will be Wonder Woman Bloodlines uh-huh. and episode one of Secret Invasion. That's it. Yep, that's it. I'm, I'm going to watch Transformers as well, so we can talk about that. You said you're going to watch it? Yeah, I was going to watch it today. I'm curious. And everything happened. <laughs> I'm curious of your opinion. Um, like I said, it's definitely not like Oscar worthy, but it definitely makes you feel good. Like most Transformers. Somebody gave it a 10 out of 10. And I was like, uh, but they also gave it a flash of 10 out of 10. So I don't know how I can oh, that don't, keep that don't count, or take anything seriously here. That's why I'm on the fence. I'm like, okay, because I think he gave Spider-Man Across the uh, Spider-Verse a 10 out of 10. He gave The Flash a 10 out of 10, and he gave Transformers a 10 out of 10. And I cannot imagine that all of these films are on the same level. They're not. And, and that's somebody <laughs> that's seen two of the three. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, um, I'm interested. I'm curious. So you can come back next week and we can talk about it. I'm curious of what you thought of Dominique Fishback's character. Not her character, mm-hmm. but how she played it. Something is off with her, and I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, I, 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 that was one of the things that came to mind. Like, I wanted to have that in the back of my mind as I was watching to see if I came out with the same because opinion on her character. She's acting fine. The acting is fine. There's no romantic anything between her and Anthony, which is also fine. But it's something mm-hmm. is off with that, and I just don't know what it is. So I'm curious. Maybe you'll see it. Maybe I'm tripping. 
But um, we will see. We will see. Because I will try to watch it this week. I have some Wednesday off, so I'll probably be watching some stuff. Okay. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, oh, oh. Can I do a little shameless plug? Um, mm-hmm. If y'all were interested at the end of last week, if you made it to last the end of last week's episode, I talked about a book that I read that I thought was a waste of my time. Um, and I did a TikTok about it. I do have a book talk account. So if you guys are interested in my opinions and my um, reactions to some of the books and stuff that I read, um, you can check me out at DK Reads One that there on Instagram and on TikTok is where I do my stuff. Um, we also have a TikTok and an Instagram, Almost Blurs. Mm-hmm. And people be actually like liking our stuff and things yeah, like that. I can't take it. I see it. some of the comments, but I get scared of the, of the comments. So I don't go look. The ones that I've seen haven't been bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for us to have just a couple of followers, that's like, oh, we're getting a lot of reviews. Them al- algorithms be doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm expecting it to take off when Secret Invasion happens because I'll probably be watching like first thing in the morning. I won't. Like I normally do, and then maybe do a reaction video to the episode so we can see. But again, like she said, almost blurred TikTok and Instagram. Um, but yeah, I don't have any weird stuff to plug. But like I said, love on your friends. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>